Welcome to season two of Breaking Free. I'm Rania Kurdi, a confidence life coach, comedian, and mother of two. I invite you to join me bi-weekly for confidence tips and interesting chats with my guests who work in fields that help develop confidence. And sometimes with people who have a personal story to share of how they were able to break free from fears that held them back from living their life with confidence and purpose. Today there will be two Rania's on breaking free. I'm thrilled to have Rania Khouri as my guest to share how she found the confidence to leave a career in corporate for a career in clowning and become one of the few laughter wellness leaders in the Middle East and a certified life coach. Hi Rania. Hi Rania, thank you for having me. So Rania, it's great to have you here and I wanted to start with the way that you describe yourself is is a beautiful phrase or paragraph that says you're a student of life, the project manager of your journey and a passionate challenge seeker. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's been a while since I last read those uh, sentences, Rania, but always believed uh, I'm a fan of learning. You know, learning is one of my top strengths. I like to learn new things, process of learning rather than the end destination. So this has quite uh, helped me reach to good places in my life, you know, in the corporate world, uh, achieve what I was asked to achieve, excel in what I was doing. Um, challenge has been really a, a big part of my life as well. I seek challenge. So you, you often see me like doing things that are not usual to do. You've always been this way, would you say, or or do you feel that you can describe yourself this way now that you've found your authentic path, the, the path that that you've carved for yourself after leaving the corporate world after two decades and finding yourself as a laughter, wellness leader, uh, a life coach, a, a medical clown. Is it a medical clown? Am I right? Yes, absolutely. It's a medical clown. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey? And and do you feel now that you are truly those things? Or have you always found a way to be them? Even like you said, in corporate, you were always seeking challenges or doing things that were unexpected. Yes, absolutely, Rania. So as you said, I have worked like almost two decades in the corporate field. So it was between pharmaceuticals, uh, banking industry, telecommunication. Uh, I was good at what I was doing and I always seek to improve myself. So, you know, I was acknowledged by the management. I was acknowledged by the customers. Um, I did my MBA as part of pushing even myself more and uh, gaining more learnings and knowledge. Uh, but still, I, I felt there was something missing, you know, so it wasn't a press of a button. It wasn't like I woke up one morning and said, yeah, I am a medical clown. I'm a laughter wellness leader. It, it was an accumulative process where uh, day by day, month by month, I gained more awareness about myself. It all started with gaining more awareness about myself, about my strengths, what am I good at, what's important to me, uh, what are my values. And accordingly, I started uh, choosing differently, I would say. Mm. So this has led me to, to where I am today. So that's beautiful. But how did you find those things? How did you know what your strengths were? I mean, I'm sure you always knew you were people's person. And as you said, you know, customers were happy with you, management were happy with you. But how does that lead you to say, okay, I'm a people's person. 
how about I become a medical clown or a wellness, uh, laughter wellness leader? How did you get to that stage and how did you come to those decisions? So, you know, Rani, as you said, I was acknowledged by the management, by the customers, but deep inside, there was always something that I want something more, that I felt I need something more. My soul is asking for more. So when they say, listen to your intuition, that's very true. There's a little sound that whispers, you can do more, you want this thing. So I would say it all started with this, with the coaching um, awareness when I took a life coaching certification. And the reason I did that was to improve myself as a leader. You know, my management style was a bit directive. So do this, do that. Uh, It was the old school management style, I would say. So I wanted something to improve myself as a leader and improve my relationship with the team. I went into the uh, life coaching certification. And while doing that, I found a passion in in helping people raise their own self-awareness. And that was my first step because you wouldn't know how to help people until you help yourself first. And with me being coached, having my own coach, I started realizing my own strength. And the funny part, Rania, is that my number one strength when I did the uh, VIA strength test, we call it the values in action, My number one strength was playfulness and humor. And I was like, when when I had this one-to-one with my coach, I asked him, how is this even a strength? And that's where the journey started, you know, Uh, because a strength is something that you do naturally without thinking. But how can you capitalize on your strength is the question. So you knew that you were a playful person, but you didn't see it as a strength? Uh, absolutely, that's one. And two is that I couldn't, I couldn't put it in play in the corporate world. Mm. You know, when uh, in the corporate world things are serious, things take more stressful form. I would say so. There, they were two different um, aspects. So I couldn't be myself in the corporate world. And is that what made you decide to leave? It's what put like the the beginning of the road, like I started knowing myself and uh, knowing what's important to me. And uh, with the life coaching uh, journey, I started challenging my own beliefs about myself. So for the past 18 years, I believed I couldn't be except an employee, you know, when those beliefs just stuck into your head. And when I started questioning those beliefs, things started coming my way. I became a certified coach from the International Coaching Federation. Corona hit, the pandemic hit the world. And um, it created more time for us to connect more with ourselves, to connect more with, with people around us. And you know, there were several webinars at the time being offered. They were webinars regarding business, how to do your own thing. But one webinar that caught my attention, I remember it was a Wednesday afternoon. It it was called Laughter Yoga. So I was like, really? What happens in a laughter session? What happens in a laughter webinar? I was very curious and intrigued to know what happens there. So I attended, I registered for this webinar. 
And 45 minutes later, I felt there was something different. I felt my state of being has changed. I became more energetic, more focused, more happy. And I, I remember clearly that I was, I was in my office at the time and I was going back home. I had a very clear image, me standing in front of thousands of people sharing my laughter with. You know, these images that come randomly to your head. But sometimes we tend to just say, no, just this is a normal image, just uh, go along, forget about it. But I decided on that day not to forget about this image. And I was curious to learn more about laughter and how, how can we, how can I become a laughter uh, leader and a laughter wellness leader? So yeah, that was, that was my second step in knowing what I want. That's incredible. It's funny how when these, these powerful signs come or these aha moments, how you remember the actual day or what you were wearing or what the weather was like, it really, it really sticks in your mind. And, and they say, you know, the more vivid uh, the feeling is or the image is, the more you can manifest that. So do you believe that you started manifesting what you wanted because you actually felt passionate about something then? Absolutely. And as you say that those words, Rania, I got goosebumps in my hands, you know, like uh, because I remember clearly that day and I remember that it spoke to me. It resonated with me. Uh, the image was so clear that I couldn't neglect it at the moment. And I acted immediately on it. I took action to reach out and, and know what is this that the word is offering in regards to laughter. Things have become more clear as I went into my journey, as I was confident to take action on things that probably I did not take action on, I would have stayed in the same place. And how has it been since you have been a leader and you see the effects of laughter wellness on other people that are working in corporate? So you're actually going to other corporations, aren't you? And, and spreading this laughter. Yes. And sharing this technique with others. Well, at the beginning, it was, it was a bit scary, Rania, you know, like people sometimes cannot differentiate between like uh, laughter and being silly. Mm. So there is a very thin line between laughter and the effect of laughter that, ha that laughter has on our bodies and minds and between being silly. And this is something in the corporate that's a bit challenging because when stress comes in, laughter jumps from the window, as they say. So they can't both be in the same place. But um, the thing I am offering is, is basically well-being through laughter. So laughter is the tool rather than the, the actual thing. So it's the tool to change our perspective, the tool to change our mind, our bodies. And the, the funny part and the nice part is it's a free tool. It's a completely free tool that every one of us has. Yeah. So how do you begin to start laughing if you don't feel like it? Yes. So basically, there are two types of laughing. So there's laughing that is stimulated, basically, which uh, when you when you watch a comedy show or a stand up comedy or a funny movie or you know, these memes that we, we come across in the, in the social media. 
So you laugh. There, there's something has to happen for me to laugh. Mm-hmm. In the laughter wellness workshops that I offer, basically, we start laughing without the need, without having any trigger. We just laugh. Yeah. So at first it's fake. It's artificial. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as the saying goes, you say like fake it, you will make it. Mm. So basically when you laugh, your body starts releasing those happy hormones, the feel good hormones. Mm -hmm. And when you start feeling good, you start being changes and when your state of being changes you start thinking differently your attitude is different and ultimately your results and the impact you have is different yes and laughing is contagious so if you see somebody else laughing and you don't know why you start laughing at them laughing and then it just grows and grows doesn't it absolutely so if I go like So I did not laugh for any reason. Yeah. Okay. But my mind started releasing at the moment, started releasing the happy hormone. So I feel good, you know. Okay. So let's do this experiment together where we start laughing and it's fake at the beginning. But the minute you feel it's become real, Rania, or the minute I feel it's become real, let's say the word real. Okay. And, and hopefully listeners will hear the realness at the same time we feel the realness. Okay. Or maybe not. So that's that's my experiment. I want to find out. Okay. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> <laughs> it helps that we're actresses. So we... <laughs> really? <laughs> it's not for me yet. <laughs> it's it's not real for me (laughs) not real no (laughs) i'm still trying though i'm trying (laughs) it feels good but i don't feel that it's actual coming real like i can stop it any minute like I can go serious yes. now. Can you go serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> now the realness yeah. maybe is coming in. So how do you maybe. feel, Rania? I would like to ask you, how do you feel at the moment? I do feel happier. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like it wants to come back. So that's yeah. interesting, yeah, it, right? Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Yeah. And you feel more energetic. You feel the energy in your body, you know, because it increases the circulation. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what actually made me laugh was stopping. So when I said, look, I can stop. I'm not actually finding this funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bit that made me find it funny. So now that's enough to keep me laughing. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. And it's it's a free tool that you can have Mm. anytime, Mm. anywhere, Mm. you know. So how did this take you into clowning? Was that part of it? So I came across an article about a non-governmental organization in Jordan called the Red Noses. So um, I was reading the article and the mission of this NGO is basically to share laughter and joy with people in need. And I was like, oh my God, all the signs from the universe are just aligned with with my top strength, with who I am as a person. So um, luckily, they were offering an audition for, they wanted clowns in Jordan. 
and um, I applied. I applied to become a medical clown. So uh, basically, I thought I would put the red nose and go to the hospitals, to the public hospitals, and share my laughter. I was like, that's easy. But when I did the audition, I realized that there are more profound work and workshops to do uh, to become a medical clown. So I went all through the process to become a medical clown, and I currently visit public hospitals in Jordan to share our laughter with people in need, with children, with women, with the patients. Mm. And, and what is the process? Can you give us a little insight to what sort of things you need to learn or develop to be a clown? So basically, they are workshops that uh, work on your physical ability, you know, to become more comfortable with your body. Uh, how to unleash your inner clown, how to use the clown logic, uh, how to flow in the moment without thinking, because, you know, the clown does not think. Um, so that was an interesting process for me. It was a, a, an awareness journey as well, on a different level, I would say. And um, yeah, so to reach to a medical clown, you need to go through this process of learning workshops, uh, um, another another self-awareness journey from a different perspective so how do you build your clown how do you unleash your inner clown how is yours different from somebody else's uh, so my my clown is called dr kashkishni mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, dr kashkishni is a very bubbly doctor you know and she likes to to chat with every single person on earth so she won the guinness record in in uh, chatting in chatting yes uh, so she's a very bubbly clown uh, she has a very famous uh, yellow skirt that she wears with a red uh, shirt um, and as you go so i'm still in the process of identifying who she is what she likes how she how she reacts in certain um, incidents i would say it's an outlet because what my clown can do, I can't do in the normal life. So my, my clown can cross red lines. Hmm. So do you find children and patients take to one clown more than another? So do they like that you're the naughty one that, that creates problems? Or do some dislike that and they like the very maybe... Uh, perfectionist or goody two-shoes clown what other clowns are there that work with you for instance if you could give us examples we are two clowns we have a uh, number one clown and number two and um, we usually do the visits in twos uh, every clown has his his or her own flavor you know the the nice thing Grania, is the effects of, of laughter and playfulness on kids regardless of what the clown is, it, the, the effect is one. The effect is that you raise their energy, you share laughter. They, nothing beats seeing a kid that is giggling when you do like certain moves or certain stories with the clown. And not all children like clowns. Some of them are scared of clowns or balloons, but um, you're not that sort of clown, are you? Exactly. No, we're not the, the sort of a clown where we color our faces. So we are basically characters that are 
that are doctors. We 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 wear that. We have the organization name on it. Um, you know, with with name tags. So we're not the kind of clowns where we have discolored hairs and the white mm. face. It's a different mm-hmm. kind of. And clown. perhaps being like that, being a medical clown, they can start maybe imagining and seeing the doctors and nurses that deal with them on a day-to-day basis in a more playful manner and a less serious manner, maybe. Absolutely. When they see us wearing the lab coat, the, the white lab coat, you know, they start connecting the lab coat to, to our characters. And they started taking they start taking things with ease rather than with you know with fear and with the uh, this emotion where you get in the hospital so how has it changed your life from a, a life in corporate where you were doing well but you felt trapped in a way and you weren't allowed to be yourself fully to a life where you can be playful on a daily basis and and that playfulness is allowing others to feel happy um, I would say it, it changed. Um, I always say this sentence that my life today is nothing compared to what, what my life was a year ago. So my life shifted uh, all over, but it shifted in a beautiful way where I am using my strength, using who I am as a person, uh, using my, like, utilizing what I'm good at to bring joy and laughter to those in need. So it feels so good. It's amazing how it was just a small moment of realizing that your playfulness is a strength. Really, that's all it was, was when you didn't realize it was a strength, you weren't using it. Yes. And you just accepted it was part of you. But the minute you realized you could use it, you found all these different ways and attracted from the universe, like you said, these opportunities where you can use it just because you've become aware of it. Absolutely, Rania. And the thing is, um, the reason I did not know it's a strength because your strength, you do it naturally. You don't mm. think when you do it. And um, now that I, like I'm, I'm reflecting on what you said, in the corporate world, they usually focus on the areas you need to improve rather than on your strength. Mm-hmm. So there is always some part that you can't achieve. You feel you're, you're not good enough to achieve it because focusing on your weaknesses requires so much effort. But capitalizing on your strength is where magic happens. Mm. That needs to be on a T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And you've had magic happen in other areas of your life, in in challenges and adventures that you've seeked out. Um, so I know that you are quite an outdoorsy person. You like climbing and swimming and, and things like that. So why do you think the change in career didn't sort of go down that path? It's gone down the playful path rather than the outdoors or sportsy. And tell us a little bit about that, how you how you swam the Bosphorus. and Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Bosphorus thing was in 2018 when I came across um, this, uh, they call it the cross-continental swim, where you swim from the Asian part of Turkey to the European side of Turkey. So it's basically 6.5 kilometers. 
Um, it's a yearly race that happens in Turkey where 2,500 people participate from almost 45 countries. And I was one of the few people who participated representing Jordan. Um, so as you said, I seek challenges because I believe through challenges, I learn more about myself and I break certain beliefs about myself. Um, so this was one of the, I would say, turning point in my life to swim from, I say, the old Rania to the new Rania, because I had a belief that says uh, swimming is not for me. And this was accumulated when I was like maybe 12 years old when I heard a sentence, Rania, swimming is not for you. Through challenges, I, I change and I um, gain more awareness about myself, about who I am as a person. And that, I think that's the natural part to grow. So what did it teach you? I mean, you proved, you proved whoever said that wrong. And you realize that if you put your mind to something, you can do it. And maybe you could have always have done it if you didn't listen to that voice exactly. that told you that. But where did that take you? What did that change for you? Like when you talk about the laughter, it was very, very strong and clear how that changed you. When you realized playfulness was your strength, um, that that changed your path completely. So what did this do for you? I think I, I became, um, I trust myself more after this uh, race, Rania, you know, because, mm. and I start questioning everything. Who said I can't do that? You know, maybe physically I can't do it or mentally I can't do it, but it starts by questioning things, questioning our beliefs. And I always imagine our beliefs are like, glasses colored glasses so if i'm wearing an orange glass i would see everything orange around me if i wear a green glass i would see everything green around me so beliefs are like those glasses where if you remove this belief who would you be what would you do differently so i think i gained more trust in myself more confidence about my decisions about my choices about my purpose in life this is how it changed mm. and that was before you left the corporate so did that help in you making that decision absolutely uh, as I said at the beginning it wasn't a press of a button so with the right planning with the right support with the right um, confidence that yes I know where I'm going where I'm heading of course it helped me push further into where I am now. Mm. And of course, we're not saying here that corporate is the wrong way and clowning and laughter is the right way. It's just um, your soul, what it seeks, your personality. It could work the opposite for somebody else. Perhaps people have always seen them as, let's say, the funny guy, the funny girl at school and kept pushing them kind of in that belief that that's what you're good at, that's what you should do. And maybe that isn't their absolute strength just because they clowned around a bit. Um, maybe their strengths was in numbers and calculating things or analyzing things and they were never given that opportunity. They would also feel trapped and and like they're not fulfilling their complete, you know, life purpose, do you think? Absolutely, Rania. So 
I feel so grateful that I was in the corporate world because I've learned so much in this field, you know. Um, I learned how to communicate with people. I learned how um, to manage my emotions, situations. I've learned how to become a bit more structured in my life, which is helping me now to structure my days and my weeks. Mm. So um, I agree with what you said um, Sometimes people want to go into the corporate world because they find themselves in this uh, environment. So there is no right or wrong, I would say. And what is it that you that led you to that environment? Um, I think I remember you saying that you were swayed by yes. certain things that made you think, yeah, that's, that's the, the life for me. Uh, I was swayed by, you know, the uniforms, the meeting rooms, the... Um, like this uh, image of a corporate world. I still like and enjoy corporate uh, outfits, you know? I, I like it. Uh, I was swayed and I was doing extremely well while I was in the banking and telecommunication industry. You know, I was well paid. I was uh, happy. I, was, I had a good uh, colleagues, good relationship with my colleagues. So it, it was good at the time. But it didn't fulfill everything in you. And you only would know that when you experience it, I imagine. Exactly. So I chose to try and to go through this journey to explore what, like, how can I grow further? I think uniforms can have that effect on people because yeah. of what we see maybe in film and how how people in certain uniforms are represented. So maybe an airline pilot is kind of sexy or a firefighter or um, a police officer. But when you're actually in that occupation, you find out the the pros and cons of it, you know, the challenges of that occupation. And they might not be the things that you are passionate about or actually love doing um, until you're in it. So... Do you think with corporate, it was watching TV programs that have made corporate seem so sexy, but actually it is a desk job, you know, that that requires lots of long hours being indoors and a lot of stress rather than it be glamorous. That's why I was swayed by the idea of uniforms, you know, um, anyone with a uniform, I don't know the reason why, but they look confident. It's as if they're telling you, I know what I'm doing. But deep inside, digging deeper, I, I'm i not sure that's the case. So sometimes you feel not confident. You feel you don't trust yourself. You feel you don't, you're not good enough. It's interesting that you've gone from one uniform to a very different opposite uniform. Yes. But this uniform is not of, you know, what you're doing. It's actually more vulnerable yes. and, as you said, naughty and, and mischievous and unpredictable rather than somebody who's, you know, an actual medical doctor and can assure you that they're confident at what they're doing. So you've gone to complete opposite. Complete opposite. And I assure you that my confidence level has, has shifted. You know, when I was in the corporate with the uniform, I, I maybe looked confident, but I wasn't confident as I am today with the uniform of this clown that's amazing yeah 
Well, Rania, I'm so pleased for you and I'm sure your story will inspire so many other people who feel stuck in their lives to, to find what they're tre- truly passionate and good at and see it as their strength and that it's something that could take them perhaps into another career if they're feeling that they want to, um, you know, also make that choice and change in their lives. And if there's any tips or any last bit of advice you could give them, if you found anything that you've read was really helpful or any kind of coaching that you did was really helpful um, to share with the listeners. Yeah, thank you, Rania. I was so happy to be with you today. Um, I would say first, um, learn more about yourself, gain self-awareness. Because I always have this metaphor of a red Ferrari. So if I give you a key to a red Ferrari and I tell you, use it. If you don't know how to drive or how to use the car, you you would probably just sit in the car. But if you actually take the right uh, uh, driving lessons and, and you know the qualities of the car, it will take you to the best places. It's exactly the same with ourselves. If we don't know ourselves, if we don't know our strengths, our values, what's important to us, what's our purpose, it won't take us to the magical places we are looking for. So I would, I would advise people to start learning more about themselves. Uh, second thing is plan it. So it's not like a press of a button. I sleep the second day. I'm not a corporate uh, girl anymore or I don't want to be in my job anymore so it's planning by putting the right plan it will help you achieve what you want to achieve but still be flexible around it so don't change the goal you can change the plan but not the goal and the third thing is uh, listen to the whisper that tells you you can do this and you want this follow your curiosity what are you curious about So these are my three tips, Rania, for people who are listening. Wonderful, wonderful. I think they're great tips. And, you know, everybody can benefit from asking themselves those amazing questions. Thank you, Rania. Thank you, Rania. Thank you. Very happy to be with you. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Breaking Free, please share it with your friends or on your social media platforms. And of course, I'd really love it if you can subscribe, rate or review the show. You can reach me directly at raniacurdy.com if you would like to ask a question, comment on what you heard today or find out how I can support you on your journey.